Well, good morning and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice this morning for the 11th of April, which is the second Sunday after Easter. Before our service begins, uh, we absolutely join in the nation's mourning for His Royal Highness Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. And uh, we will just keep a moment's silence. God of our lives, we give thanks for the life of Prince Philip, for his love of our country and for his devotion to duty. We entrust him now to your love and mercy through our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our service will begin with some opening music. be with you. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and a true heart. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks. We praise you for your glory. 
Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the Collect for the Second Sunday of Easter. Almighty Father, you have given your only Son to die for our sins, and to rise again for our justification. Grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness, that we may always serve you in pureness of living and truth, through the merits of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first lesson is from Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 32. The believers share their possessions. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is from the first book of John, beginning at the first chapter. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, and what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins 
and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Our Gospel this morning is taken from John chapter 20 beginning at verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet who have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, 
so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is a beautiful passage from Acts. It has a fragrance, an attractiveness, which draws us to want to be Christian, to be a member of this group who believed and who were of one heart and soul and held everything in common. But these sentiments did not last very long. In fact, in the next chapter of Acts, a few lines only further on, we read about Ananias, who did not put his newly acquired money into the common pot. In recent weeks, we have all too closely had to consider these questions in the light of the Covid vaccines. Who should receive them? How to distribute them globally? News media have spoken about vaccine wars, senior Europeans about export bans, and charities have spoken up for the poor, the least able countries of the world. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. I would like us to take particular note of the implied logic of these few verses. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Thus, they firstly believed. Becoming, in this sharing of believing, becoming of one heart and soul. And we could, I think, easily add into the whole sentence one more little word. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul. So they held everything in common. Similarly, with the second sentence, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection, and so great grace was upon them all, and so there was not a needy person among them. Boris Johnson, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, talking about vaccines again, said it was capitalism and greed that led to such successful vaccine development and availability. It's very important that I remind you here that he uh, retracted these words almost instantly. Otherwise, who knows, uh, there may be some people coming to visit me. But what is interesting, I suggest, is that he was searching for the why. What he was asking was, what is it then? What was the engine that drove these undeniably good things? The reason that the passage from Acts is so compellingly attractive is that deep down, somewhere in our very being, in something which has been there from our creation, we recognise this to be right. Ah yes, we inwardly cry. That is the sort of living together that we thirst for. 
But the world took another turning. And we have no engine for that. It could be that the disciples were significantly advantaged by having been close to Jesus. His words and teachings were still fiercely and freshly resonant in their ears, hearts and minds. Their belief was alive in ways which are much harder for us to discern. Their certainty shown in the power of their preaching. That inner core was the source of what followed. We are, in a way, then back to Martin Luther. We do not and should not ask, what should we do to be a better Christian or a better person? But spend our time going deeper into God, getting closer to the Holy Spirit. For what Acts tells us is that the disciples and their friends became generous and loving and helpful to one another because they believed. Amen. This morning we're going to use a responsive creed. The answer to the questions are we believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature, died for us and rose again? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world, and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Lord, as we read today of your appearance to the disciples in the upper room, let us gaze on you with their wonder, with their awe, so that our church family may express the same certainties as these, the first believers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring your world to you in all of its divisions and difference, not least in their understanding and reaction to the pandemic. We pray for the country of Brazil, seemingly lost in increasing infections and loss of life. We pray for the people of that country, especially the poor and vulnerable. Let their leaders hear your word. Let them walk humbly and let them minister to the needs of your sheep. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our own country, we pray for the cautious return of social and commercial aspects of our lives. We pray for those returning to work 
who may be perhaps nervous for their own safety. Let us be very sensitive to everyone around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord, of creation, for the beauty of this place where we live, for the special shoreline that we enjoy. Let us do so with a gentle step, caring especially for newly growing plants, for hatching birds. Allow us, Lord, to be in harmony with all around us and with your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring to you those who we know to be ill, thinking always of the so many that we don't know personally, recalling those still in hospital with COVID, those suffering from the newly appreciated long COVID, and those whose treatments have been postponed due to the pandemic. In our benefits, we pray particularly now for John Lumley, Jill Smith and John Crombie, Lord, we ask you to walk with all those who suffer. Let them know your presence. Let them know that they may take your hand. and You will lead them, strengthen them and guide them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring before you all those that we have known and loved and who, with whom we have shared our lives. We include in our prayers this morning for the royal family who are mourning the loss of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. And also we include the family locally of Sylvia Tasker. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And so we come to our blessing. May the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen.